is up everybody and welcome back to tailgate talks powered by the nation today september 20th this is episode 197 and dustin we have a victory to talk about today on the podcast the red raiders getting their first win of the season over tarleton state and now we are moving on to conference play as the red raiders head to morgantown to take on west virginia this weekend so we We'll break down a quick little bit of the Charleston State game and then look on to West Virginia and to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks throughout the rest of this football season. Basketball season kind of around the corner too. Give us a follow. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five stars. Five stars for the Tailgate. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple, we will always appreciate a review. Also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Telgate underscore Talks. It's where we do most of our posting and interacting, but you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And give that YouTube channel a follow. We post videos throughout the football season. We'll do a little a breakdown video, a predictions video, stuff like that. So give it that channel a follow to catch everything we're doing on the YouTube subscribe to be notified anytime we post a video and lastly you have any comments questions anything you would like us to discuss on the show you can always email us at tailgate talks pod at gmail.com so with all of that said let's go ahead and get into texas tech's victory over tarleton state we're gonna start this thing off right Well, it took three games, but the Red Raiders have finally found the win column with a 41-3 victory over Tarleton State on Saturday. Uh, game went about as you thought it was going to be, an easy victory, never really had to sweat it, uh, other than maybe your first drive where you came out and had a three and out to start. Yeah. Um, but Dustin, I know we were both busy. You were uh, in Riedosa. I was at yeah, a wedding. Right. Uh, I, I kept my eyes on the first half and then kind of second half I started to uh, kind of draw away from the game didn't really get to go back and watch it what were your thoughts on the victory uh, over Tarleton State yeah the first thing I wrote down after this and prepping I was like that's a confidence game right there like handled yeah. your business at home fans showed up you took care of business you got a lot of confidence like out of everybody in all phases it seemed like and, like, I know we were 0-2, but didn't lose those games by much. So maybe this just right. kind of gets you back on track, get the mind right. Like, that was a big confidence game, confidence win for all parties, I think. Yeah, I would say defensively for sure, holding a team to three points will will do that. Woo! Getting three turnover, yeah. turnovers will do that. Finally getting some interceptions um, will do that. Some sacks yeah. from some guys who needed it. Uh, I think that was definitely a defensive boost for you offensively big time you know from what i saw it, it wasn't super impressive to me uh what you did versus versus tarleton state yeah. so i i think i might push back a little on that uh, but you know ultimately you did get 40 you know 41 points on the board seven of that from your yeah. defense i wouldn't give them an yeah. a plus but you got some things going that you needed to f fix and yeah not, the, the positive for me from the offensive side was finally getting Taj Brooks going 19 carries for him. Yeah, 19 carries equals a great performance from Taj Brooks, 158 yards. 
Imagine that. Shocking, really, truly. Um, prior, to, I think he got more carries in that game than he had on the season. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, I liked to see that. That was very encouraging um, to see that yeah. performance from him. Uh, the big thing, you know, I, I, I watched um, one of Morton's touchdown drives. Uh, he had that dime to Miles Price, which was a beautiful throw Ooh, yeah. and a terrific catch from Miles Price to get the touchdown. Uh, I didn't get to see any other drives, uh, really, because at that point we were well ahead. I was like, all right, I'm going to enjoy the wedding now. I've seen enough of this game. But the discourse that I saw on Twitter and from a lot of people is now, you know, the Shuck versus Baron Morton. Uh, debate that kind of you know on Twitter a of lot course. of people on Twitter are pro Baron it seemed like the crowd gave him a pretty good uh, standing ovation when he came into play yeah uh, we saw a video of Joey McGuire kind of having to look like he had to consult Tyler Shuck when that happened where are your thoughts at right now with this kind of whole Shuck and Morton debate now it's something that I don't like really to dive into but it is kind of one of the big discourse uh, one big conversation that's kind of come from this game. Oh yeah. It's a lot of the same story that we've seen for the last year and a half. Honestly, I mean, when Morton came in and I mean, it was planned like if the game was in hand, we were going to get Morton a lot of time. So yeah, I wasn't surprised by the one drive for Chuck in the second half and then Morton carry the rest away. That was obviously in the game plan, but Morton kind of looked like the same dude with the big arm and could move the ball like a little with a little more oomph on it down the field and across the field. Um, obviously, had two touchdowns. The one pick was not on him. Lowick literally was pass blocking twenty yards down the field. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So I didn't see that play. So so Lowick just got confused by the play call. I guess because and... he never turned around and had his hands on the other dude's shoulders. And Morton threw a ball up to him, and the guy picked it off, obviously. And then Morton came yeah. to the sideline and ripped into Loic. Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to throw yeah. you a ball. And Loic's been pretty non-existent this year. It's been disappointing, so that kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't put that pick on him. And then, yeah, Shuck in the first half was meh. I mean, 10 for 20 with one touchdown is not that – much of a line yeah. against the FCS did you see, opponent. Did you see the tweet of uh, Big 12 quarterback ratings for last week? No. What do we got? Somebody tweeted out the uh, quarterback ratings for last week, and the next to last QBR was Tyler Shuck with like a 16 QBR, and yeah. the only quarterback worse than him was Donovan Smith. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and Donovan Smith lost to, to TCU, and so – yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I just want to stop and see if you had seen that stat because that is a very unimpressive, very, very unimpressive QBR for what was a cupcake team that I think the what I wanted to exactly. see from Chuck was something that should be up in the 50s, 60s, like with all the other quarterbacks, which it should have been a, a, a perfectly executed game from him, and it and, wasn't. And really, like, the same Tarleton guys are playing again in the whole game. So there's no difference in the defense. And really, Morton had you know most of his offense. I think we subbed a few guys in here and there. Nehemiah got some running back time. But it is the same group of guys facing each other with one major sub. Yeah. And I also just see, like, more fire and energy out of Baron Morton. 
yeah. think the poise and control of the game and the team is the same. I think Shuck is just so like blank face. I don't know what yeah. to call it really, but energy is a good word. That's how I was going to describe it too. Is like, yeah, what else? There's just a different energy when Baron yeah. steps on the field. I agree, and I mean, I'll say this to end my kind of thing. I know we're going to roll Shuck out for West Virginia, and that's great. Whoever we put out there, I'll by far back because obviously I want that person to do good because that does good for our team. So if Chuck's out there for yeah West Virginia, let's go. If he's out there for Houston, let's go. You know, I'm in the Morton camp, but obviously whoever's starting, I'll back while they're in there. Yeah, I, I align with you in that. It's like I'm not anti-Tyler Chuck. Correct. Not at all. And if we're harsh on him, I think it's just because, you know, we have higher expectations yeah. from a guy who's been here for three years. Six-year senior. He obviously doesn't have the the starting experience really here that, you know, he hasn't got to play those full three seasons because of injury. <laughs> but you just – we expected more from him, and you expect to see better from him. And that's kind of why it's been a disappointing start to the season is you're just not seeing that Tyler Shuck that we kind of know we're capable of seeing. Like that Tyler no. Shuck that we saw in the Ole Miss game, like he hasn't made an appearance so far this season, no. and that's why we're pretty high on him. Is like, oh yeah, if he plays like that, like he, there was something different about him in that game that you were like, okay, right. this can win games, this can help you have a great season, and he just hasn't been that for some reason. And so, yeah, I, I lean a little more Morton. I just, I don't like, like we said, there's a different energy. There's like something you and me talk about. The ball gets to the receiver on a screen yeah. pass. And the receiver can go and make get yards off of a it move before a guy's on him. There was a there was a play. I think it was it was either I think it was Morton's like second drive, where he's just kind of running and he just slings the ball over to Duran Bradley. Oh, yeah, he's, he's almost the, out of bounds and he yeah. finally just and and he was able to get like seven eight yards on that. And if like that Shuck throwing the ball over there, it, the the cornerback's going to be right there and make the play, and you're not going to get a yard. <laughs> I remember this play because I also took note of that because I was like, that play doesn't stay alive with Chuck. Mm-mm. Chuck runs that out of bounds or cuts it up for like a two-yard grit, you know, gets tackled, falls over. While Morton stays alive and does a little Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, yeah. slings it and gets like seven yards out of it. Like, yeah. I noted that too. Yeah, and like, yeah, with Chuck, he probably wouldn't have even got to that pass. But if he did get to that <laughs> pass, he would have lofted the pass over there. Bradley would have caught right. it and been tackled for a – negative yard gain instead Baron yeah, zips like, it over and it's a eight yard positive gain and that's just like little right. plays that are differences I know people I mean we'll probably talk about this more but people kind of bitch that you know Morton had picks last year so did Chuck at least Morton throws them with 100 miles an hour and trying to do something yeah and I'd rather take that they're usually like downfield shots um you know and some of Chuck's picks are you know usually like I don't know uh, right there, right into the defender's face, like against Oregon. It's just, um, there's just a difference. And you can tell it when you're watching the games. You can just completely see as soon as Barron comes out there, the offense looks a little more energetic. And, and then again, maybe, what are you going to say? Maybe, maybe Barron Morton knows what number Dre McCray is. Maybe, maybe he knows <laughs> to look for Dre McCray and to Jordan Brown and, you know, uh, some of these other guys and, and a nice little throw to Miles Price for the touchdown. He just has some of those intangibles. Like, like you can see the talent there. And from, you know, what the coaching staff has said, I think Tyler gets us into the better play 
you know, the play that's going to be more successful. Now, does it make the play end up being successful? No, because, but he gets right. us into the right play more is that's kind of what I've seems heard. Like it, it seems like that kind of cancels out. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of cancels itself out, but the coaching staff has showed Tyler and I hope for Tyler to come out and shut everybody up on Saturday. Like I would love for him to go out and dominate West Virginia and, and just have a performance. They're like, okay, cool. All right. Everything feels feels better as you're moving into conference. But right now, I, I don't know if he's letting all the talk get to him. I don't know if he's letting all the, the Twitter coaches and, and people out there get to him. Uh, but it just seems like he's he's getting held back right now. Uh, the stats from Tyler in the game, uh, 10 for 20 for 123 yards, one TD. He uh, also added a rushing touchdown. Um, but only six carries on the ground for him in this game. So that, that's definitely a number that you like to see. Yeah. Um, Baron Morton was eight for 13 for 72 yards and two touchdowns. Dustin mentioned the one interception that he threw. Uh, Tosh Brooks uh, was back in a big way. 19 carries, Ooh. 158 yards. Just numbers that you love to see. Um, Dustin, your just quick thoughts on Tosh Brooks and, and what it was like to get to watch him have that kind of performance. Yeah, we've been begging for this, like a natural run game. Give Brooks the ball more. Like six carries is well underneath what we need to do. Yeah. A joke is correct. Like this is why this is the Taj Brooks we saw in the Ole Miss game from a lot of times last year. Stuff we know he can do. I don't know if we just didn't have the faith in our O line, and maybe that's why I mean, like we got confidence back in the O-line being able to block this and run the ball well and call those plays. But I love seeing it and getting Brooks rolling, that O-line rolling, and that should, if we can continue to do it, should help open up our passing game better. Yeah, I really hope that was a good momentum game for your offensive line yeah. uh, getting rolling with, with the ground game because there's just no excuse for not giving Taj the ball at least 15 times, you know. Right. He needs to touch the ball. He needs to run the ball. You need to have a balanced offense with these quarterbacks, I think, especially. And he's going to take a lot of pressure off Shuck if he's able to do this. And so uh, it was really encouraging to see that. I'm glad I'm glad Kitley's listening to all of us being like, hey, run the ball. Uh, hopefully he sticks with it <laughs> uh, through conference play. And this wasn't just like a, a one-game thing. And then we go right back to not running with him and running it 20-plus times with Tyler. Uh, so that was good to see your receivers. You know, nobody had a really big breakout day. Jordan Brown, uh, top of the receiving uh, charts in this game, had six for 73 and a touchdown. So he found the end zone for the first time this year. Mason Tharp, another pretty solid game. Three catches, yeah. 43 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just love the uses that he's been getting lately. Uh, and then uh, Miles Price had the your touchdown other. Touchdown to him in the first half yeah. was a very nice drawn-up play. Easy throw and touchdown yeah, it was it was it was nice you love to see the the looks that he's getting in the last couple of games that's been really encouraging miles price had your other touchdown two for 22 in the one td which was a, a really catch. beautiful catch in the end zone nice catch and throw uh, i there. thought they were gonna review that and turn that over and i don't know how they didn't because the ball it looked did. like it got loose yeah i i thought that was coming back but you know hey you know they didn't call it so it's, okay. it's a touchdown it stands 
Uh, defensively, some of your stats, Miles Cole found, found himself uh, in the backfield a couple times. Yeah, he had two sacks. Finally. That was nice to see. Terrell Tillman had a sack uh, as well, so your team combined for three. Uh, you found uh, you had a first take three game of the season. Malik Dunlap getting two interceptions, including the pick six to start the game, which was uh, uh, awesome Huge. to see. Uh, not often you find a Red Raider defender in the end zone, so it's uh, yeah. cool when you get one of those opportunities, though, to see that. Uh, and Rabbit, Dadrian Taylor-Dimison had the his first pick of the year. So Malik and Dadrian are the, your two guys with interceptions so far on the season. So, um, you know, was encouraging to see that. Your thoughts on the defensive performance uh, as they held Tarleton State uh, to three points? Yeah, defense was solid all the way around. I mean, the run game, they stuffed the run very well. And then secondary, never let anybody loose and was all over them. Uh, C.J. Baskerville was back at that star position. He had a good game as well. That's a big key for you in this defense and having a good guy like that. So really great all around. And, yeah, take first take three game of the season. It took us a long time to get there last year, so it's good to get that rolling in our Secondary's been taking the ball away quite a bit this year. They had a yeah. couple at Wyoming, now three more here. Like they're pretty lethal. Yeah, it was encouraging. This was a game that you and me both like. We'll go get to our predictions, but we're both like expecting to take three. This was kind of one of those you like needed to see some turnovers from your defense. Oh, so you yeah. can't force turnovers against Tarleton State. That's like you have some <laughs> problems. Uh, but they were able to do so, and so yeah, you held their quarterback to 182 pass yards. Um, they held their ground game to under 150. So those are both numbers that you like to see from the defense. Um, right. And just a lot of dudes uh, with tackles, you know, it was very well spread out. So a lot of guys making appearances there. Uh, so that was really good to see. Uh, any other little bits from the Tarleton State game you want to talk about here? No, I don't think so. Well, a victory, Dustin, means we get to open up Club Red, and this is the first time this season yeah, I that forgot we, about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been so long we forgot. Uh, but a W is a W. That means we get to open up Club Red for the first time this season. Somebody turn on some damn Our first offensive VIP of the season, Dustin, goes to. I mean, I think I'll let you take the easy one that has your name all over it, literally. I'm going to give a second one to Jordan Brown, actually. Okay. He had a nice breakout game. We haven't had a breakout wide receiver game yet this year when we were hyping up this crew a lot this year with Price and Dre McCray and Jerome Bradley. And Jordan Brown becomes the first, like, kind of breakout game. We looked at him a lot. Yeah. I mean, six catches out of 18 receptions is a big chunk of that. I mean, six for 73 and a touchdown, 12-yard average. Like, he had a really good game and a lot of really good catches um, for us. So I was glad to see, you know, the transfer from Kansas. It's been here his second year. Really break out. We heard a lot about him in the offseason, too. So glad for him to have a really good game. Yeah, it was nice to see um, him get involved in the offense, get a touchdown, lead the team in receiving. Cool for him. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, he can build off that performance. Uh, still haven't had a 100-yard receiver yet this season, so that's something that oh. we're hoping, hoping to break uh, here maybe this weekend. Uh, my offensive VIP will obviously go to uh, Brookstein. Uh, Brookstein. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Easily the best player we have. Love Taj Brooks, and finally for him to get 19 carries, something that we've been begging for pretty much for the last two years is give him the ball. Yeah. Um, He finally gets (laughs) the ball, and look what he can do with it. 158 yards, uh, first 100-yard rushing uh, season or game this season, so – Happy to see that for him. Happy. Hope he gets keeps getting that uh, amount of carries. It'll it'll help yes. out our offense. To the defensive side of the ball, Dustin, uh, which uh, player are you giving your defensive VIP to? I think this one's probably gonna be um, unanimous. Got to go to Malik Dunlap. Yeah, on the defensive side with two big picks, one of them for a touchdown. I mean, he was everywhere, just causing so much problems. So. Malik with a great, great game. Yeah, had my vote there. But uh, since you give him your pass, I'll go to Miles Cole, who uh, finally got... Oh, I wasn't going to let him in yet. <laughs> hey, he got a couple sacks. And, you know, that's something we've been begging for is to get a little QB pressure. And I know it's against Tarleton State, but it was two sacks, and it was good to see. Um, and so I'll, I'll go ahead and give him one because you know we're we're searching for that pass rush, and All so right. uh, we don't know if we'll be able to do that the rest of the season uh, with how they played <laughs> okay. so far. So you know this might be the one. All right, right. Uh, let him in. Yeah, I'll let him in, and, and we know Rabbit's probably going to get a chance at some point this season. He was oh, for uh, sure. and he was like, "I'm not worried about him. He'll he'll do something to to get into the club." All right, our prediction review. So our scores for. Tech versus Charleston State. Dustin predicted 48-24, so he was close to the Tech score. Uh, there, missed bit. it by a touchdown. Um, a little too much points for Charleston State. Uh, I had 58-14, to 14, so I, I had us get hitting that 50-burger, which I really thought you needed to get, and you were unable to do that. Um, and I had 14 for Charleston State, so I was a little closer to the Charleston State score than Dustin, but... Uh, offensive predictions. Dustin went simple. He had Baron Morton getting to play. He got that <laughs> prediction right. Baron Morton got yeah, to play the majority it. of the second half. I had our offensive line giving up zero sacks. They had that they get, they blew that within the first drive. Um, so shout out to the O line for you know not letting that come true. I think they gave up three sacks. Three sacks to Tarleton State. Not ideal. Not ideal. Defensively, we both doubled down and went with the take three. We both had we the take it. three game, and we got that correct. So it's always nice to have yeah. a prediction come true. And this one, uh, we we had come through with us. Malik Dunlap, two picks, and Rabbit with a pick to get us our first take three game of the season. Yes. Um, no big injury news, I think, from this game. I think Cameron Valdez didn't play versus Tarleton State, which was somebody right. you expected to play. So we'll see. And he like banged up his shoulder in the Oregon game. Yeah. So. I'm wondering if he'll be back West Virginia or if they're going to keep him out and just keep riding Taj Brooks. Uh, you saw some carries for Nehemiah Martinez, uh, which was interesting. Uh, also think Tariq Matthews is supposed to be back this week to give you some more <laughs> linebacker depth. So that'll be needed. Um, but with all that said, you're you're good to put Tarleton in the past and move on? Yeah. Well, let's move on to West Virginia. Texas Tech heading to Morgantown this weekend to face off with the West Virginia Mountaineers and Neil Brown. The Mountaineers right now sit at 2-1 and one on the season. Uh, they lost to Penn State to open up the season 38-15. to 15. Last week, they defeated rival Pitt, eat shit Pitt as uh, a lot of people were saying, Uh, 17-6 to not a big offensive game there, but nonetheless beating a rivalry at home always feels good. 
so Dustin, the Red Raiders are on a current four-game win streak over the Mountaineers. Matt Wells uh, took care of of beating the uh, West Virginia in his tenure here. Uh, and yeah. we did so last year with a great performance from Barrett yeah. Morton in that game at home to beat West Virginia. How you feeling as we open conference play against Neil Brown and them boys? Yeah, feeling good going into this. And like I said, build that confidence from last game. That's what Tarleton being on the schedule yeah. at that point does for you, helps you out. <clears throat> West Virginia, two and one, but I mean, the Penn State's really top 10 team. Had an easy game in there, and Pitt's probably not a good team, so I wouldn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem take yeah a lot into that win. That is a good win, rivalry game win. So there is that. But they also might have lost their quarterback going into this, so they still have a lot of questions. Neil Brown can't get it done against us <laughs> ever, so I feel good about it. It's kind of like the the Houston thing that you always bring up, like until they prove they can. Hang yeah. with us. I'm not worried about them. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel the same way. It's uh, they've had some uninspiring performances. You know, beating Pitt 17 to six. You know, it's nice to get that win, but you know, this is a Pittsburgh team that uh, you know lost to Cincinnati. Um, you know, and so you know they haven't fared yeah. well against Big 12 teams. And then we saw what and, Cincinnati did last week, which was. And- put up a dud against Miami of Ohio. So since he's not good yeah. and West Virginia's not good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we've pretty much come to the conclusion that Pitt, not a great, good football team was only able to put up six points. Um, their offense is pretty uninspiring. Uh, and then West Virginia's offense was pretty uninspiring in that game, only able to get 17 points up. Uh, and of course, Garrett green, the starting quarterback for West Virginia getting hurt. I don't, they don't know his status yet for Saturday. Um, there's a lot of questionable. Um, we won't know until maybe day of the game if he's going to start. Uh, but so far on the season, Garrett Green's passed for 402 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, the other <laughs> name to monitor, Nico Mar- Marshall, Markiel, something I, like that. Something like that. We'll, we'll you know, we'll try. Uh, he might be in line to start. He's a freshman quarterback. If Garrett Green can't play, that's the name you have to look out for. Uh, also, C.J. Donaldson, their leading rusher on the season, got hurt in that game as well, and his status is oh. kind of in the air as well for this game, and he's their leading rusher with 239 yards and two touchdowns on the season. So uh, if West Virginia is missing their two key weapons and their quarterback and their yeah, best running back, that could be uh, good things for the Red Raiders this weekend. Uh, the leading receiver for right now for West Virginia's name is Hudson Clement, so that's a name to keep an eye of. Uh, he's 187 receiving yards so far this season, three touchdowns. Um, but ultimately, West Virginia is a team that's going to want to run the football. So uh, yeah. I think when we did our season previews and stuff like that, they, yep. they have a pretty solid rushing attack. They're mm-hmm. going to try to run the football on you. So if you're able to limit that, make them have to throw the football, that could be good things for the Red Raiders. Um any other little tidbits from West Virginia before we start to get into some of the, the questions for this game? Yeah, like you mentioned, they want to run the ball. They have the best probably center in the country, and Zach Frazier, All-American type center. All five of their linemen were back. Um, good tackles, too. So, but yeah, if, man, like you just said, if C.J. Donaldson's injured or banged up and can't go 100%, 100% that's a big 
big, big blow for them. Yep. Um, quarterback, I'm not worried about either way yeah. who plays or subs out or whatever. So it's more about CJ Donaldson and that O line. So again, not too worried about everybody else. <laughs> yeah, same. Same with me. It's just like this isn't an offense that really scares me and the way your defense has been playing. uh, They've been playing really good, and they've been really good against the run so far this year, which is what you've wanted to see. Um, Yeah, that's my biggest thing. I mean, we'll probably get getting into this, but uh, that's – I mean, they want to run the ball, and that's our kind of strength of our defense right now is the run defense has been really, really good. Um, Linebackers have stepped up and played well. Tony and – Jalen in the middle have played really, really well. So I'm not worried about the run game for West Virginia, and that's what they want to do the most. So yep. that favors us, I think. Yeah, that's that's been the big thing with your defense is Oregon came in and they were, you know, dominant rushing uh, rushing attack, dominant running backs, and you shut down Bucky Irving, who's one of the best running backs in the entire country. Right. So, uh, you know, that's something that's we've harped on before the season was like, are you going to be able to stop the run? You got a lot of teams are going to want to try to run the football. And so far you've really been able to do that. And so uh, if you can go out there, limit their rushing, make, you know, green or this freshman have to throw it on you. uh, That's going to be, that's going to be good for you. And, you know, green, if he does play uh, and he's a little hampered by that, that that'll help too, because he's a mobile quarterback. He's going to try to run the football on you. And if there's one weakness in a running, running defense that you can talk about is just it's just when we pass rush and we don't you know we don't play we don't play it safe and we don't keep set the edge or whatever and we just give the quarterback a 15 yards up the middle uh that's Hmm. probably been our weakest spot and i think garrett if he's completely healthy would be a quarterback you kind of have to worry about that a little bit but if he's not healthy he might not be able to scamper as much uh i don't really know about nico their backup quarterback too much no. but no, it seemed like he didn't really run the football more of a passer um so you might not have to worry about that right. with him <clears throat> tyler shuck is gonna get the nod for the coaching staff they said joey mcguire started his press conference after the game by saying mm-hmm. you know there's no question about who's starting for us um tyler shuck getting the start for against west virginia to start off big 12 play what do you need to see from tyler this saturday to kind of get that confidence back in him dustin Oh, I mean, I don't know where to start. <laughs> uh, seems like we go over this every week now. Uh, a better than 16 QBR. Yeah, I mean, it's using – if he's getting us in the better play, like you kind of mentioned that the coaches are saying, then he should know what's coming and know where we're going and use his protection and not make it worse. Yeah. Like he's self-inflicting like sacks and negative yards and negative plays by not reading it right, being hesitant to throw or scrambling into something worse. So take what's there, throw the ball. Maybe let's try to get downfield a little bit. Like, I mean, basic stuff I feel like, but we expect a lot of good stuff from that position. So I'd, think the leash is tight. I don't think he has the whole game to mess around and do whatever he can, like he had the first few games. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with him. Obviously, like I said before, I'll support him while he's out yeah. there and want the best. But if he starts slacking, 
and I know there's a better option out there. I, yeah. I want the better option. That's kind of what I wonder heading into this game is like, what's the leash like right now on Tyler? Like, does he have this game and then like, hey, if he doesn't win this game, then the leash tightens in your – or is it, hey, he comes out, we're not moving the ball on offense, we're struggling, maybe West Virginia yeah. grabs a lead or something like that. He has a couple bad turnovers, like will Barron get to play? You know, that's that's what I'm wondering because they seem pretty confident in Shuck. And, like, right now with how his confidence is, it, it feels like if you pull him from this game, he's he's – going to be checked out and so i wonder if they're they're a little nervous about that i don't think you can be nervous about that like yeah same the six-year senior that's like 23 years old or 24 whatever he is like wants to check out after getting beat out and not playing well like he knew that coming into this season like you were playing for your job every week and you want to be an nfl quarterback they don't give you much of a leash there like you can't check out if you want to be a football player like that's part of the gig, man. Yeah. And like, we, you got to play, play for your job every week. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, I think the coaching staff has been vocal about that, but I'm still just, I, I feel confused about where they're at on him right now. Like, like what does he have to do for Baron to really kind of assert himself as like, all right, we need to get things back on track. We're going to Baron. So that's kind of what I'm curious to watch. You know, I guess Chuck's just a really good practice player. Yeah, maybe makes it look better you know, on the south side of the Jones than inside of it, you know? And, and the, that's what it kind of seems like to me. Yeah, and then, you know, the other thing is, like, you haven't really been good on the road with, you know, McGuire. If there's one thing to knock on him so far, Ever. it's just, like, his record on the road. He only won one game on the road. And so mm-hmm. that makes me a little nervous. It's, we saw how Tyler played at Wyoming. Like, it started off great, but then after that, it was it was really <laughs> bad. It was really bad for – uh all the way up until kind of the fourth quarter where he needed him to put it together. And he finally kind of did a little bit, but um, you know, you can't have that kind of performance against a big 12 team on the road and expect to win. So I'm curious, I, you know, for me, I, I just want to see him play with confidence, man. I, I, like you said, make the read on time, throw the ball, get rid of it. Don't hold on to the ball to where now you're creating unnecessary sacks or unnecessary turnovers because you didn't see miles price running yes. over right there. Like he's got to make quick, reads get rid of the ball get it to your receivers let those guys make the plays and then obviously hand the ball off to Taj Brooks a lot but get that confidence back like I like he doesn't look like he's playing with confidence right now he looks like a guy who's just kind of going through the motions running the plays I would like to see him get back to playing with confidence and have that chip on his shoulder um go out there make the right reads and and not turn the ball over and and lead us to a victory um I think a lot of that We'll go to the offensive line as well. Can they protect for him, keep him upright, uh, not let guys get a lot of pressure on him? That's going to be a key. The other key is can the offensive line hold up uh, and provide running lanes for Taj Brooks in this game? How do you feel about this rushing attack as we head uh, into Morgantown? Well, luckily, kind of going back with Chuck and in this, the Western defense was – Terrible last year. Yep. Let's see, you scored 48 points on them. They gave you the ball a lot, but they, they don't have a lot. They transferred a lot of guys in to try to fix that. So, a lot of new pieces moving around over there. I know they held a pit team to six points. I think that says more about pit than West Virginia. 
So I think we can continue running the ball. Feed Brooks. Like I don't I hope Kitley and if Shuck's calling out of those plays, like get into the right one. Sometimes let's still run it and get a gritty three or four or five yards. He might not break it. The hold might not be huge, but I still think we need to run it up there and and force it a little bit and establish that. Yeah, I think like it's something that we always say when we're watching the game, like at the Jones or whatever, on first down, if you run the ball and you get three yards, like that's positive yards. Second yeah. and seven's better than second and ten. Like you'll you'll take yeah. that. You're moving in the right direction. And I feel like sometimes if the runs aren't you're not busting out a big 20, 30 yarder, like Kitley gets scared of running the ball. And it's like, hey, five I know. five yard rushes are pretty good. If if Taj is mm-hmm. averaging, I think he's averaging like six yards a carry right now. Like if you're giving him the ball and he's getting six yards every time, you'll take that. Um and so like it it you might not bust off any huge runs, like kind of looking through West Virginia's first few games. Like they've held Penn State to they held Penn State to 146 rushing yards. Um, you know, we're not even gonna talk about the Duke. But but like game. you just mentioned, a second and seven or you know, third and three, because he ran the ball for a few yards, sets you up for a, the next better play. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and West Virginia held Pitt to 130 rushing yards. So like their defense is doing a pretty good job stopping the run, but it's just something not to shy away from. You know, I, I, I think it's something that I would like to see Kitley have a focus on that. We're going to continue to try to run the football. If we're getting three and four yards, we're, we're still going to yeah. to run the football that way. And I don't mind seeing Chuck more involved in the running game. It, it, you know, he can have more than six carries. I'm not going to get mad. It's just when he has 23 carries the Taj Brooks is six. That's when, that's when yes. I get upset. But if Taj is getting the ball 15 times, you know, and, and the opportunities are there for Shuck to run the ball a few more times, I'm not going to be mad about it um, because that is a threat to these defenses having to to respect the quarterback and his ability to run. So it'll be interesting to see that uh, if that rushing attack that we had last Saturday will be able to carry over to this West Virginia game. Uh, defensively, like we talked about, West Virginia is going to try to run the ball on us. Uh, how do you yeah. feel about our ability to – well, we kind of already kind of went all over this. Is there anything else you want yeah. to talk about defensively here since we've already really talked about the rushing attack? Honestly, yeah, like one more thing because I think, you know, our run defense has been really good and our secondary has been good and really good at some some moments, like, they only gave up one that one bomb to Oregon. Like yeah. ever since then, like secondary's been really good. Oregon had to work for a lot of those yards. Like they that had to work, they had their to work ass for, off yeah. for their yards. And like we have a bunch of length out there. CJ at that star's been great. Really good safeties and corners. Oh, and uh, Brendan Jordan's been pretty good too as a freshman. Our safety, I can't remember his name, the Texas kid. Tyler Owens. He, Tyler Owens missed the Tarleton game as well with an injury. Right, he yeah. should be back. And he's an amazing player for us um, at all levels. I And now that we know that, like, Josiah Pierre and Ben Roberts are handling their jobs at linebacker, I think we need to let those guys loose a little bit and maybe blitz this this team a little more with their yeah. know, questionable offense. I know they got a good old offensive line, but their, their quarterback's confused. That's going to cause problems all around. Yeah, put up some so, pressure and, on – Put some pressure, and especially if it's a young kid. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially if it's him. God, if it's him back there, true freshman, make him yeah. freak out. 
but like you're not generating a pass rush that's getting to home enough with just the three or four guys. So like, yeah. let's throw in a fifth, maybe six guy every now and then, and blitz them and stay in our lanes and try to get home a little more and confuse them. Yeah, I would like to see that. I like to see like a little bit more playing time from some of the younger edge rushers too, because I think some of those guys have, have I, I've noticed them more than I've noticed Miles Cole, and then I've noticed Steve Linton for sure so far. Yeah. And so it's just like yeah, we we got to find ways to get to the quarterback. And so I'm curious to see what we'll do. Uh, but yeah, like Ben Roberts, he's now got two games kind of under his belt of playing. Like, do you throw him into some more blitz situations? Uh, Josiah Pierre, we know what he can do. Um, Tariq Matthews is back, so you have a little bit more uh, linebacker depth there to kind of experiment, have some fun with. But uh, we'll be curious to see uh, how this defense stacks up against uh, the West Virginia, uh, you know, one of the better rushing attacks that you're going to face, a team that's really, really going to focus on trying to run the ball. Um, so yeah. uh, we'll be interesting to see what we do there. Any other little things you want to discuss about West Virginia before we get into some predictions? No, let's do it. All right, let's get into our Texas Tech and West Virginia predictions. All right, Dustin, so last week you got both your offense and defensive predictions, right? Let's see if you can keep that going. Let's start off with our shot bet. We did not have a shot bet last week as Texas Tech and Tarleton State did not have a spread. Yeah. Uh, so we just decided to take the week off from doing that. We'll get back to it this week. As of now, Texas Tech is a six-point favorite against West Virginia. I think a lot is unknown with the quarterback situation at West Virginia right now, CJ Donaldson, their leading rusher being injured as well. Uh, so some question marks there, which is why I think you see a Texas tech line of minus six. So Dustin yeah. shot bet, which way are you going? Oh, I got tech winning that pretty easy, even with the points there. Yeah. I thought about it because some of me thinks that this could be a little bit closer than I want it to be just because of how we played on the road. Um, you, you, you've struggled mightily uh, on the road True. and your only victory was uh, of like 14, seven, a win over Iowa state. So yeah. that stuff makes me nervous, but I think like, I think you're a very, a, a, a much better team than West Virginia. I think you should be able to go in there, limit their ground game. They don't have a quarterback that scares me to pass the ball on us. Your defense has played really good so far this season. Uh, if the offense is able to kind of get back on track and Tyler is able to play the way that you know he can, this should theoretically be a pretty easy win. So I'm going to go with Texas Tech to cover that as well. So both of us taking Texas Tech minus six on the shot bet. Dustin, your score prediction for Texas Tech, West Virginia. I got us going 38 to 17 on that one. All right. So you've got a pretty nice win for the red raiders there yeah, oh yeah. i've got us going uh a 34 21 uh getting the uh you know couple score yeah i'll take that victory over west virginia i feel like it'll be one of those games where we have it in hand and maybe they get that touchdown at the end to kind of make it look Back a little door. closer than yeah. it is um but ultimately giving you a win and honestly any win on the road will be uh, will be good even if it's one you have to sweat out uh, you need to get some wins on the road you need to prove that you can win games uh, not at the Jones <laughs> Dustin your offensive prediction for this week I'm gonna let you go first because I have two of them so just in case you take one or I take yours I'll let you go 
Okay, I'm going with something that I don't think we've done this kind of offensive prediction before. Um, I, I'm kind of focusing on our third downs and our ability to convert on third downs. Hmm. And so far, it hasn't been yeah, good this season. This. Uh, I think even against Tarleton State, you were hmm. 6 of 14 on third downs, which uh, you want you want better. I'm going to go – we're going to have a above 50% completion on third downs in this game. We're going to be able to execute on third downs because we're running the ball on first downs, second downs. We're giving ourselves short yardage situations on third downs, and we're able to convert those. Yeah. I'm going to say an above 50 third down completion percentage. I like that one a lot. Would you love know, that. Screw it. I'll take both. I'll take both of mine then. <laughs> <laughs> screw it. I'm going to go Brooks goes for another 100-plus yard game. Okay. And... You know, parlay this a little bit, I guess. We have our first 100-yard receiving game of the year from one of our pass catchers. So we're going to have a couple different guys in the triple digits this week. Yeah. I I was thinking about going that way, too, with the receiver, because I want to see us. But I also just have not been liking our third down efficiency. Was hope that gets better. And so I thought I'd go off the beaten path a little bit here. Defensive prediction for you this week, Dustin. Last week, we both had a take three game. We both yeah, got that prediction right. What do you got this week? Going back to my, my roots, and I'm hoping with the blitz action, this happens that we get three sacks. I'm keeping it low. I wanted to go four. I'm not going to spread my wings too far on this pass oh, rush man. with how it's been. So I'll take just a three sack game at least. I'm kind of – in a similar department, but I'm just going to kind of keep it real simple here. I'm just going to say Steve Linton does something this game. <laughs> just Steve Linton, period. There's something and Steve Linton does, and you're like, wow, finally, Steve Linton made an appearance. It's just kind of like a, a, a pulse check to see if he's alive. I know the coaching staff oh, kind of called him out a little bit. Not like a super call out, but it was like, we need more. We need production from him. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to say this is the Steve Linton has a pulse game. <laughs> it, I like it. it might not All be right. a huge stats, but maybe he gets a sack in there. Maybe something happens, you know, forces a fumble, does something. And so this is, that's my prediction is we're like all like, it. Hey, Steve Linton there. That's why we got him. <laughs> hey, there he is. All right. So those are our predictions. Me and Dustin, both taking Texas tech minus six in our shot bet score prediction. Dustin, you are going with 38 to 17. Texas Tech gets the win. I'm going 34 21. Texas Tech gets the win. Offensive prediction uh, I am going with our offense completes more than 50% of our third down attempts in this game. Dustin's going with a twofer, Taj Brooks and a receiver, both breaking the 100 yard mark this weekend. Uh, defensively, Dustin going with three sacks, and I'm going with the Steve Linton has a pulse game uh, for my prediction. All right. That is all we've got for Texas Tech and West Virginia. Dustin, any final final tidbits for the Mountaineers this week? Nope. Oh, shout out to my buddy Ethan that I always do my yearly West Virginia bet with. We pay the – loser pays the difference of the the game, so – Hoping for a big game from Tech so I can win some money. Yeah, that would be good. Last year you got a you know, pretty good chunk of change big on one. that one. I mean, 
Uh, I've been taking his money for the last like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's probably sick of these <laughs> these games. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, uh, you know, hope for Texas Tech to keep this win streak going. It's your longest win streak against a Big Twelve team. Um, well, I guess Houston's kind of in there with him too. But you know, this is uh, Houston's first year in the Big Twelve, so we'll we'll count right. West Virginia as longer. Um, that is all we've got for Texas Tech football this week. Dustin, before we get out of here, do you have any final shots for us this week? Um, kind of two of them. First off, Josh Young is back to be the Texas Rangers savior he of the season. Back. Yes. He was out for six weeks with a broken thumb, and the Rangers started phew, going really downhill. And literally are 2-0 since he's back. He hit the game winner. Up the middle last night, put him ahead, and then hit another bomb today. So yeah. maybe they will f- secure a playoff spot. They're right on that wild card border. So hopefully he saves the day for him. Um, my other thing was, did you see this Tech basketball tweet from the Almanac, college basketball Almanac? Uh, yes, with like McCaslin, Coach of the Year. It had McCaslin on there, and it had preseason Big 12 Coach of the Year voted as the biggest sleeper by some coaches and also in the receiving others top 25. And I was like, man, that looks a lot like this year's football preseason predictions. <laughs> Let's just yeah, stay away from like, sleeper and stay away from all down. Like I know it's good to get accolades and stuff, but before, you know, the coach has done anything here and we literally have like four players coming back. Like let's, don't don't get that excited yet. Like maybe you know, save it for if we get on a run, you know, in February. <laughs> yeah, but I I also kind of like it is coaches, and so they are paying attention. They do know the coaches, and so that does show the the kind of respect that McCasland is getting yeah, from other like Big that. Twelve coaches, like, which I like to see. And like if you kind of look at it in the like look at what Kansas State did last year, you know, I can kind of see you could see something like that playing out for Texas tech this year. Not saying it's going to happen, but like, right. You know, they, they returned to really similar. Yeah. Yeah. To the football preseason stuff. Yeah, Early similar. Um, <laughs> you know, it's only the almanac and you're not seeing a bunch of other people yet. Maybe we're so focused on football that you'll start to seeing it yeah. like closer, but definitely yep. like with basketball, it's different because so much of the focus is on football. And then all of a sudden basketball starts up kind of mid, you know, towards the end of football. 50 days, I think, is what I saw. Yeah, so it's close, but you're still not going to see a lot of Texas Tech, like, basketball talk until until it's, like, almost game time because everybody's still so focused on football and football's finally uh, playing conference games and everything. Um, I don't really have much of a final shot this week other than you know um you know Deion sanders and them uh you know keep Woo. getting it done um you know a, a thrilling victory over colorado state uh, which was a fun game but one that you know they were 24 point yeah. favorites so <laughs> uh and they rushed the field afterwards that's questionable you know i mean they haven't won a cool game in colorado in years <laughs> so i'm not gonna be okay. mad at them for rushing the field and you know you had game day there everybody was you know, fill in yourselves and then you come back and get the victory. So, oh, and then, the, you know, the Colorado state coach was talking shit. So, yeah. And then you had the, 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 the terrible hit that, that, uh, was on yeah. Travis Hunter. Um, uh, other than that, you know, 
uh, NFL week two going along. Chiefs finally getting the win column, um, you know, Woo. against the Jaguars. So that was nice. Cowboys look dominant Cowboys again. Cowboys are just like, their defense is scary. It's absolutely Yeah, I'm scary. glad they're on my fantasy team. So, yeah, shout out <laughs> to anybody who has the Cowboys defense. I do not. I had the Jets defense, which they held their own. They tried to held their own against the Cowboys. But when you have Zach Wilson as your quarterback, it, just, it gets pretty difficult to have to hold your own against a team like the Cowboys. But uh, ultimately, you know, it was a fun weekend, fun college football games, fun NFL games. Just glad to have, you know, all this football back in our lives. So um, we'll uh, be interested. It's a good slate of college football this Saturday. Bunch of bunch of ranked games uh, coming up. Uh, we'll see what Oregon can do to Colorado. We'll see what happens if Dion loses. <laughs> we'll see what the discourse is after that. I'm kind of curious. Well, now that Travis Hunter is out for like a month, they kind of have a built-in excuse. So, I mean, I still expect Shador Sanders to ball out, but their offense was struggling without Hunter getting open on every play. Yeah, it was struggling. It It, it is kind of funny that, like, they – survived against a team that they're clearly much better than and nobody's mm-hmm. like all right why did they almost lose that game everybody's just like celebrating Dion. so it'll be interesting to see what happens if they lose uh and how people will talk about it especially if they get blown out like they're 21 point dogs <laughs> to oregon yeah. so um it's not often you see a ranked matchup with a 21 point dog so it'll be interesting to see all right but other than that, that's all we got for you guys this week. We uh, will be watching the game on Saturday. We we're hoping for another, another Texas Tech dub, get to 500 on the season, uh, and starting off 1-0 and in conference play, um, as that's what matters now, as the Big 12 Conference is officially rolling. To catch everything we're doing throughout the rest of this football season, please give the tailgate a follow. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five stars. Five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, you can leave us a review. Follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We also have Facebook and Instagram. Give those a follow as well. Follow the YouTube channel to catch our predictions, to catch our game you know, wrap ups and stuff like that, that we have follow the YouTube channel, subscribe to it to get notified anytime we post a video. Thanks for hanging out with us this week, talking about our first dub of the season and getting prepped for facing Neil Brown and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Hope y'all enjoy your weekends and watching the Red Raiders get this W. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next Hellgate. Peace.